0: Welcome to the GMAT Strategy Podcast. You're here because you believe there's a better way to study for the GMAT, and so do I. I created the GMAT Strategy to maximize your results and minimize your efforts so you can get to the fun parts about business school and life as quickly as possible. My name is Isaac Puglia and I've been teaching GMAT classes and tutoring privately for the GMAT for over six years and I personally have achieved a 99th percentile score on an official GMAT exam and helped hundreds of students get into the business schools of their choice. I'm excited to be a part of your MBA journey since I think the world can benefit from the best possible business leaders that we can find. And if this show is bringing you value, please share it with your friends and family who are studying for the GMAT, so that together we can make this process as easy and painless for as many people as we possibly can. Let's go! And we're back! After a week off of podcasting, it is so good to be back everybody, hello, I apologize I actually got sick last week, and it was really, really difficult to work. It was difficult to get very much done besides just keeping up with all of my in-person classes and tutoring students who I moved online. That was, like, pretty much all I was getting done every single day, and then I was just sleeping a lot. I am not sure if I had corona or not. I haven't been tested. The testing situation's a little dicey in the United States right now. Hopefully, we're going to get some 15-minute tests soon, But anyway, right now I live alone, so I'm just self-quarantining, protecting myself, protecting everybody else, and I'm just wishing all of you well out there, because this is a really, really crazy and challenging time. I hope none of you are dealing with any of the extreme difficulties that are health-related or family or close friend health-related. However, the odds are that many of us are. Two-thirds of the United States is going to be quarantined by the end of this week. This is... A worldwide issue and although I am extremely glad to see us united as a human race against this common enemy it is still a difficult time hence the topic of this episode which I have been getting tons and tons of questions about this week so I actually had a different episode planned I was going to talk to you about the executive assessment but I don't even think you can take the executive assessment right now so I figured I would address many of the questions that I've gotten from students Over the past week or so about studying while on quarantine, which many people have found it much more difficult to do than they anticipated it would be. And I think just even knowing that might be a relief for many of you. Now, before we get into that, I really want to address this new development, which is you can you're going to be able to take the GMAT at home starting mid-April. So a couple tips on this. First, we don't know a ton right now about exactly how this is going to go, but the GRE is already available to take at home, and we know a pretty good amount about how that's going to be and how that's going for people. So here's my advice on taking the GMAT at home. Go for it if you want to. Just make sure you get a simulation scratch pad from somewhere because with the GRE, what they're having you do is you have to do your scratch work on a surface that can be erased, and you're going to have to show the proctor that you've erased it. I don't know if it's after every single section or at at just the end of the test, but what they're trying to do is keep people from copying down problems and then posting them on the internet, which is going to create a lot of trouble if, if people are able to do that. So... That's why I think getting a regulation scratchpad is a good idea because although the scratchpad can be awkward to learn, it's probably better than working on any other erasable surfaces that you might have access to, immediate access to, like a whiteboard or something like that. Um, and you're almost certainly not going to be able to use regular pen and paper because they don't want people stealing questions. So that would be the main tip I would give. Now, if you're taking the GRE at home, then the main tip I would give would be to get a wireless keyboard that has a numeric pad because you'll be able to operate the calculator much more quickly using the number pad on the keyboard. And chances are, if you're taking the test on a laptop, which many of us will, you won't have access to a number pad on your actual keyboard. And so you'll have to use the on-screen calculator with a mouse, which is a total downer. Now, if you're taking the GMAT, there's no calculator on the math section, so that pretty much takes care of that. However, in integrated reasoning you may want the numerical pad calculator. So if your laptop doesn't have a number lock function where you can lock the QWERTY keyboard and use it like a number pad to type into the calculator during integrated reasoning, you may want to consider picking up or borrowing from someone you know if you can, a full-size keyboard that you can either Bluetooth connect to your laptop or connect to whatever PC you're taking the test on. Now one final tip here is that For the GRE, at least, you are not going to be able to use an Apple or Macintosh-based operating system to take the exam. You're going to have to use a Windows-compatible computer or Windows computer to take the test. So keep in mind for that, when you're preparing, you may need to purchase or borrow a computer from somebody, and you're going to want to practice as realistically as you possibly can. Uh, So two more tips, actually. The first is... If you're going to take the test at home, practice in the same room that you're going to take it. Make sure that room conforms to the regulations that they'll post when they announce make the official announcement of exactly what the regulations are going to be for the GMAT at home. And make sure you get comfortable with that with, I would say, at least one to three practice exams spaced out reasonably before your actual test. And if you're not sure how to make those as realistic as possible, listen to my podcast episode on how to prepare for test day and I go into pretty excruciating detail about how to make your practice exams as realistic as possible. You'll just adapt those away from some of the recommendations I make about traveling to other locations and refine that to be in the room that you'll take the test in when you're taking it at home. And the last thing I want to say is just remember that it's your skills, your approach, and you're managing of variables outside of that, like sleep, diet, and exercise that are gonna be the major factors in your success on this exam, not where you take the test. okay? But definitely check out the test day video so that you can be as prepared as possible. And let me know if you have questions about the GMAT at home. You can always reach me at uh, the GMAT strategy on Instagram and slash the GMAT strategy on Reddit. So back to the topic at hand for today. Again, a lot of questions on how to study on quarantine. Again, I just want to reiterate, a lot of people have said, I thought this was going to be way easier, I thought I was going to have a lot more study time, and I'm struggling more than ever to get into a good routine and to stay focused. So let's go through a bunch of tips that hopefully will make a great difference for you. Number one, at no time is the Pomodoro technique more important than it is in this type of situation. What you're going to do, if you don't, if you haven't listened to the podcast on this or you haven't taken the GMAT strategy class and and learned about this, you're just going to going to put your phone in airplane mode, put a 20-minute timer on it, and you're going to just shut out the world and focus for 20 minutes. Just 20 minutes. 20 minutes, you're just going to focus. You're going to do whatever is next on your task list, on your study plan. If you don't have a study plan, check out the study plan episode a few weeks ago. And just focus on knocking something out that you need to next on your study list. Then... You take the phone out of airplane mode, you put a 10-minute timer on, and you just give yourself a little reward. You can go surf the web for a little while if you want. You can look at some funny videos. You can go have a couple sips of wine. You can have a nice sugary snack. I mean, whatever you want. Just reward yourself for putting in that 20 minutes of effort, and then if you have the energy to repeat that, you repeat that as many times as you can for however many, however much time you've blocked out for study. So you can get usually two of those in in an hour session. And you might be thinking like, oh, well, if I'm going to sit down for an hour, I should just study for 60 minutes. That's great if you can do that. That's great. But if you're sitting down for an hour and you're only getting 15 minutes of work done in that hour, like many people are or close right now, then it's a lot better to get a focused 40 minutes interspersed with 20 minutes of taking a break, doing something fun, and just rewarding yourself for putting in a little bit of effort. Second tip that should help is change your location frequently. So if you're going to do one pomodoro in the morning, let's say, do it on your couch, where you wouldn't normally study. Then do another pomodoro at the table or at a desk where you would normally study, something like that. Do a 20 minute in your kitchen with a, a a fold out, you know, dinner tray or something and on a chair that you wouldn't normally use. I mean just mix it up so that your body gets some variety, your mind gets some variety. And you can—you're not just locked into one physical location where, like, you're working at the same space for eight hours a day because you're working for home, and then you're trying to study in that same place. It's just—it's—it's just, it, it's, it's just going to be a downer for for most people. Now, again, if you're not struggling with this, if you're not struggling to get a lot of study time in, that's great. Just keep doing what you're doing. But this is this is specifically advice for people who are having trouble with this. And hopefully, you can pick something up from this, even if you're not having trouble. That'll take your studies to the next level. So just getting some variety. In your day, and I'll talk more about this, uh, getting some variety in your location study, even if it's all in the same room, just going to different parts of that room and utilizing a different perspective will give you more energy, help you sustain longer periods of focus, and actually research has proven that you will remember more if you have variety in the locations in which you study, which is... Kind of interesting. Now, I don't usually give that tip to people heavy-handedly because what's more important is just getting some time in for people. And if there's no variety in your location and it's just the same location every day, I think that's good for a lot of people to have that regularity. But now's the time to start switching it up. So if you're getting outside, if that's you know allowable for you, where you're in your area, you can go do a 20 minute Pomodoro at the park and enjoy a nice walk on either side of that Pomodoro. You know, a little 10 minute walk, get some exercise, fresh air, study in the park. This gives you a different perspective and a little bit different vibe throughout the day. Third tip, continue to use interleaving in your study sessions. And in general, I'm going to recommend that you double down on all the study organization recommendations I've made so far in the podcast. If you haven't listened to the interleaving episode, it's from a couple weeks ago, and I would definitely recommend checking that out. So how that might look is you sit down for a Pomodoro. You set a five-minute timer with your phone on airplane mode. You do five minutes of review. And then you set a 10-minute timer, and you do 10 minutes of verbal, and then you set another five-minute timer, and you do five minutes of math, and then you take your 10-minute break, and then you come back, do another five minutes of review, then you do 10 minutes of verbal, then you do five minutes of math. And just continue to mix up what you're studying within each study session. Again, this will give you more variety, more energy, keep things fresh, and keep you from just stagnating. Fourth tip, I would strongly recommend re-listening to some of the podcast episodes on 1.5 or 2x speed. Even if you've listened to it recently and uh, you thought you got a lot out of it, see if you can get a little bit different perspective on it and see if the second or third time you listen you pick up something new because generally we retain about 10% of what we hear on the first listen and there's a lot of density in these podcasts. I spend a lot of time planning these and making these as nutrient dense in terms of tips as I possibly can and I hope that all of you are, are really loving that. So re-listening to some of this stuff, you might be surprised what you missed the first time because you just got distracted for a few minutes when I was giving you a tip that might make a really big difference. Uh, I would especially recommend the motivation episode and episode one of this podcast, which is on uh, how how to start your GMAT studies. I give a lot of tips there that are probably still relevant even if you're in the middle of your studies and a good checkpoint to see if you're on the right track. And then go back and listen to any podcasts on any weakness areas you're struggling with right now. Um, There's not going to be an essay on the GMAT at home, so you can skip over that one if you plan to take the test at home in the next few weeks. But things like integrated reasoning, things like sentence correction, things like critical reasoning, I've uh, given a lot of information on individual question types. Fifth tip, be okay making slower progress right now. You might feel this pressure internally or externally like you need to move faster right now because of the situation that we're in, and that's totally great if you can. But it's completely fine if you just make a little bit of progress every single day. Even a little bit of progress, even a crappy study session, is so much better than no study session, everybody. It's so much better. And normally, that's the opposite advice that I give. Normally what I would say, is get quality hours in and if you're not feeling good just end the study session and come back later that day or the next day or something like that and don't waste your time but now is the time to just get some momentum on your side even if it's just even if you don't feel like you're making a ton of progress just checking that box and trusting that it's going to add up over time even if you your progress does slow right now and let's be honest there's just a lot to be distracted by right now in the news there's a lot to be distracted by right now, likely in our personal lives, and our living situations, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so it's okay if you're getting a little bit more distracted during your study sessions. Like I said, just each Pomodoro, make a little bit of progress, and then you can always pick back up when your normal routine resumes, hopefully soon for all of us, and you can get back into a better groove where you feel a little bit more focused. But don't worry if you are struggling right now. Just allow yourself to struggle, because being stressed about, being, about struggling with this is in no way going to enhance your performance. That can only uh, set you back, okay? So just allow yourself to be stressed, it's no big deal. It makes a lot of sense to be stressed right now. If you're not stressed right now, you know, maybe that's a little weird, right? (laughs) But you know, maybe you're in that calm creative space and it's all good. Sixth tip, get as much variety in your day as possible. I was touching on this a little bit earlier with location, but I'll give some recommendations as well I think it's good to mix up the times of day that you're studying. So maybe do one Pomodoro in the morning and one in the afternoon or the evening instead of sitting down and doing two of them back-to-back in the evening at the end of your workday. Just get up a little bit earlier. You probably have a little bit more flexibility in your schedule right now, and I would recommend leveraging that as much as you can, like doing a Pomodoro, maybe doing a few hours of emails if you're working from home, and then squeeze a quick workout in earlier in the day than you normally would because you probably can't go to the gym right now if you're like most of us, so you're going to be working out at home, so you might as well use that to punctuate your day, get a little bit of variety, get a little bit of energy, and get a little interleaving into your work as well, and then you come back, do a couple Zoom meetings, then you cook dinner early so it's ready for you by the time your workday is on. You finish the workday, you can immediately eat, and then you do a little pomodoro in the kitchen, and then you can relax, take advantage of the flexibility that you have in your schedule, and just stimulate yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and and spiritually if you're into that, as much as you can every single day, and mix those things up more than you normally would. I think a lot of us are seeking a routine right now, and it's a great time to create a different type of routine with a different pace and a lot more variety because you're not location limited. So that that can be a disadvantage if you allow it to be. Just thinking like oh i 'll go to work for nine hours straight like I normally do. Why do that to yourself? <laughs> I mean you have the flexibility of being home and and basically doing all of your activities within for many of us like twenty square feet of space or twenty square meters <laughs> if you're not in the United States and that could be a downer if you allow it, but it can also help you out because it doesn't take you any time to traverse to your gym right all of a sudden your gym is just a few steps away and you can squeeze in a you know uh, Two workouts a day instead of just one. You know, so instead of doing an hour at the gym, like you normally do because you're location limited and that's the only place that has a treadmill and the free weights that you like to use. You get up, do a little bit of jogging in place in the morning for 20 or 30 minutes. Okay, maybe it's not as great as a run, but it's a lot better than zero. Like I was saying before, even a crappy workout right now is better than no workout. And then you come back in the day, you do some push up sit-ups, you know, and some, I don't know, there's a bunch of fitness people posting on Instagram right now with all these at-home workouts you can do, like, definitely not knowing what to do, I'm sorry, is just not an excuse right now. (laughs) So just remember, you know, three minutes of exercise is so much better than zero, and just, again, just try to be gentle with yourself, almost everybody's struggling with this situation, and that's okay, it's okay to struggle, stressing about struggling is not going to help. Tip seven, You might be surprised by this one, but this one could actually really, really help, which is learn something else besides the GMAT. I'm a firm believer that learning about anything is learning about everything. So feel free to take one of your Pomodoros or study segments that you would normally devote to GMAT and learn how to basket weave or how to count your macronutrients or improve your squat form or do a new makeup technique that you're interested in that you've been putting off until you're done with the GMAT. I mean, just find something that you like that's exciting because when we learn new things, that stimulates our mind it stimulates the proper neurochemical environment for creating new connections between neurons in the brain, which is really a lot of what the learning process is about. And like I mentioned, exercise is really, really important for creating that optimal neurogenesis environment as well. So just do something fun to simulate new growth of your mind, and you can always mix that up with, uh, with other Pomodoros that are focused on the genome. Tip eight, I already mentioned this, is make sure you're exercising. There's a a lot of pressure to continue to do this from people in my uh, social media feeds right now, so don't overdo it. Uh, I've seen plenty of people in my feed just, you know, exhausting themselves because they're just bored, and that's, that's the only way they can feel productive and deal with their stress. So... Like I said, segmenting it like a shorter workout in the morning than you would normally do and then a shorter workout in the afternoon or something like that. Or maybe on Tuesdays you do two workouts and then Wednesday you do one workout when you normally would and then Thursdays you go back to two. Just find a way to generate variety even if it's annoying because it'll help you sustain a better mood and better energy throughout the day. Tip number nine make sure you're scheduling time to connect with people you like at the risk of sounding redundant because so many people are encouraging this right now. I still think it's a good time to remind you that beyond just your, your friends and family and close people, this is a great opportunity to reach out to someone on LinkedIn or in your company that you admire and get a short meeting on the calendar. Most people are going to be super isolated right now. They're probably going to have extra time on their hands and they would love probably to talk to someone who's not in their house, <laughs> who they're forced to be surrounded by all the time right now, and not something that's strictly focused on work or on pleasure like they they'll they'll be happy that they can mentor you and grow professionally as well from the interaction and you can hopefully obviously benefit from talking to someone who's on the next level who has a skill set that you're interested in learning or just who has a different perspective on business school or the mba that you can use to either increase your motivation or maybe question how badly you really want this and either double down on how badly you want it or realize maybe it's time to move on to something else okay so there's value on both sides of those types of informational interviews And you never know, it might be really fun and you don't know what networking and building new relationships can lead to. And also conversation is a great way to stimulate our minds, especially talking to people we're not particularly familiar with. It's a great time to grow your conversational skills and relationship building skills. Of course, continue to maintain maintain contact with people you love, schedule that time, set it aside, because uh, that's one of the most important aspects of human happiness, which has been demonstrated in study after study after study these days, which is uh, not that surprising, but still interesting. So, quick little bit of, of information here before we round out the episode. Uh, I did want to mention to you that TestCrackers, the um, company that I am teaching with right now, is generally almost only focused on in-person classes and in-person tutoring in the San Francisco Bay Area. And that's been an intentional life choice for me, uh, having started early in my career in the software industry and just um, not wanting to have too much screen time in my life these days. But um, right now, because of the, the lockdown in the San Francisco Bay Area, all of our classes are digital and online for at least the next month, maybe two months. So I just want to mention to you, this, this might not be a fit for you, and that's totally, totally fine, but I just want to put it on your radar that if you do want to study with me, or you're looking for a really killer live online class outside of some of the bigger providers, then let us know. You can check out our reviews, you can check out our testimonials on testcrackers.org. I'll put the link in the description of this podcast, and we're offering everyone $100 off, right now of any of our classes and you can just use the code TGS T is in the G is in Gmat S is in strategy TGS at checkout and we've got individual classes for Gmat quant we've got individual classes for Gmat verbal we also have combined full courses We have individual classes for GRE Quant, individual classes for GRE Verbal, and combined GRE classes as well. They're all taught by 99th percentile scores with decades of teaching experience, super legit customer service as well. We really, really care about people, and we try to give everybody the small company experience. Um, I mentioned this in, in last week's episode, which I updated recently, but just in case you haven't heard that, I rarely, rarely teach online, I rarely do online tutoring, so if you would like to study with me personally, this is an opportunity outside of the GMAT Strategy video class, uh, which is only on strategy. If you want me to walk you through every detail of how to do well on the GMAT or the GRE, then this is an opportunity to do that and I have online classes listed on the Test Crackers website and the discount applies to those as well. Now the discount will continue to apply when we go back to in-person classes, if you're listening to this in the future. So feel free to give it a shot. And I recognize that live online classes are just not gonna be the best fit for everybody, but it can be a good solution right now, especially if you're struggling with motivation and accountability. Now I'm also gonna be offering digital tutoring right now. I haven't decided how much of that I'm going to do. And we do have a rate that's consistent with the market in the San Francisco Bay Area, which I realize is gonna be high as far as the worldwide market goes. Uh, We generally charge $250 an hour for tutoring which is exactly why I created the GMAT Strategy digital video class, because I recognize that some people, that's going to be no big deal for them, and for other people, we're going to totally be pricing them out of some super valuable knowledge. So what the GMAT Strategy is, is basically me walking you through exactly what and how to study as if you were my tutoring student, the whole class is three hours. You could knock it out in a day if you wanted to, and I've got it on sale right now for $97 U.S. if you want to check it out with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like the class, no big deal. I know I've mentioned that before, but if it's something you're interested in, let me know, and I would be happy to provide as much support on that front as you can. I also go live in my private Facebook group every week and answer questions. I go over official guide problems, whatever you guys want. So let me know if you're interested or if you have questions. Otherwise, if not, if you're not into that, that's completely all good. If you're just here to get as many free tips as you possibly can, I'm happy to provide them. Let me know if you guys have questions. Like I said, you know where to reach me. I mentioned at the top of this episode. Because as always, my greatest hope is that this content will make your studies as easy and as painless as they can possibly be. If you want more tips and strategies for optimizing your performance on the GMAT, just head to my website, thegmatstrategy.com, which is linked in the description of this podcast. Just go ahead and click that link and check out my video on how to achieve your goal score in half the normal time and with half the normal effort. I know that sounds crazy, but it is possible. In the meantime, this is a weekly show, so please subscribe, stay positive, and stay consistent with your studies. At least it's weekly, as long as I'm healthy. (laughs) I'll talk to you all soon. Stay safe, everybody. Stay positive.